You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee, the bottom of the hour, tee up the Players' Championship. They host the golf show over on Sportsnet 590 The Fan in Toronto. Do a fine job. Uh, just Damn saw it fine. on Twitter. 1,737 yards out. What club are you hitting? TPC Sawgrass. Nice, smooth pitching wedge. Nice um, and smooth. You know what? Early season, probably a nine iron. Okay. Listen, it, people need to throw out, and clubs aren't all the same, different degrees. No, no, no two clubs are the same from mm-hmm. different manufacturers. Yeah. Whatever you can put on the green and stick it, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I don't. If I try and muscle stuff too much, it goes. I lose all my control. So that's that's the play. Um, we got a lot of great texts at nine sixty nine sixty. Jacob Markstrom was better than my blank last night. Jacob Markstrom was better than my blank last night. And also, I teased this earlier on in the show. I have numbers for you. Yeah. Um, we talked about how Jacob Markstrom, um, the birth of his child, first child, congratulations. Um, before February 28th, the birth of his first child. Yes. Jacob Markstrom on the season, 15, 15 and seven, 296 goals against 888 save percentage, zero shutouts after the birth of his first child, mm-hmm. two, two and one, two thirty goals against, which is significantly less and a 929 save percentage and one shutout. To put that into context, um, there is a very few amount of goaltenders who have a 929 safe percentage yeah. this year. Uh, Especially that's... goalies that are actually playing a lot. Like, it is Philip Gustafson at 935 in yeah. 30 games, Linus Allmark at 938 in 39, that is... and Ilya Sorokin at 926 in uh, 48 games. That's that's a better than 40% jump uh, for Jacob Markstrom. It is significant. Or and what, what did you say for the goals against? 2.2? Uh, 230 to 296. It's... It, Incredibly yeah. low. Uh, Eric Francis, the franchise, uh, covers the Flames for Sportsnet. You hear him on Sportsnet 960 as well. Franchise, good morning. How are you? Morning, boys. I'm a little disturbed when I hear Matty Rose describe muscling anything. It really <laughs> throws me off. <laughs> throws me off. What do you think of those Markstrom numbers I just gave? <laughs> Makes a ton of sense, though, no? no? How does that make sense? Usually when a guy has a child, he never gets another wink of sleep. And then his numbers go to crap. He's doing it the, the reverse way. Yeah. Uh, the, reverse, the reverse child effect. It's, uh, you guys aren't the first ones that, that noticed, you know, that milestone moment in his life and how his game flipped right away. It's, a, it's definitely a coincidence. There's no chance that the two are correlated, uh, in my opinion, but you never know. I'll throw this at you. What if it hadn't been very fun to be around the team lately? And uh, I believe that the term people use for children is little bundle of joy. So he had a little bundle of joy at home, and perhaps that just made things go, made going to the rink that much easier. The only people that use the term little bundle of joy are people that don't have kids. That would be me. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, I concede. Bye. Thanks for coming. I was just kidding. I got two of them, and I like them most of the time, for sure. Okay. I like that you said the word like, too. I like them most of the time. Yeah. I commit fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Um, yeah. Did that Did that win last night 
feel potentially, and I know I'm trying to be positive, Pete, and I want to look at the positive side of things, not just generally, not just talking about the Flames, but in life in general. Um, did that potentially feel like a season changer last night after that goal was called back and they won in that shootout? I, I go. I got to go one night earlier. That, you know, that felt like a season changer. Season changer is an interesting choice of words, but that felt like the Toffoli goal was six seconds ago felt like a rallying point, something to, mm. as the players always say, something to build off, uh, which I always think is ridiculous. But anyway, I'll use it just because they do. I, I felt like that was the moment. But, but, guys, we've been waiting all year long for that moment, right, that jumping-off point where they finally, finally start playing like the team that everybody believes that they are and strings together four, five, six, seven wins or seven out of eight or eight out of ten or something like that. But it just never happened. So shame on us. You know, fool us once, shame on us, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've been thinking this is going to be, there's going to be turning points all along the way. The difference I would say right now is they just got through a murderous row of a schedule, right? Like Boston, Toronto, uh, Minnesota, Dallas are two pretty good teams too. And you got to play them on back-to-back nights with 1,400 kilometers in between. Um, now the schedule opens up. Now I know most people will say, well, yeah, but against losing teams, they have an even worse record. Sure, but they get a couple days off here now. They play Anaheim. If this team is truly meant to get back into this thing, these are those games that are, you know, the must wins, obviously, the wins that they pick off easily. I guess no wins easy for these guys, but it seems like, you know, they've gotten through the tunnel and they see the daylight, and now it looks a whole lot brighter for the Calgary Flames with that nice bounce in their step, too. What have you made of uh, Nick Ritchie's early returns? He's got to cut out the penalties. I mean, uh, yeah, he got he got a big goal in his first game, and that was huge. Like, what a great first impression. And he's brought that physical presence and some space to that top or second line or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but but uh, but the penalty, I'm sorry, but that game, when it's a 0-0 game and you take dumb penalties like that, you it's not long before you're going to be on the bench. And, uh, you know... So I don't want to get too excited about Nick Ritchie. I mean, he was picked up basically for free for a reason. Uh, Good on him. He's made a good first impression, but I'm sorry. I guarantee – it's funny. I was thinking about this morning. I guarantee the coach has already pulled him aside, probably on the plane ride home, or will sometime today or tomorrow and said, dude, that's not the way it works around here. Guys take dumb penalties. They sit on the bench, and he's a borderline player at the best of times. So keep it up, and he'll be sitting – how about Pelche moving up to play on a different line and, and not even skipping a B? Like, this guy just continues to impress at every turn. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. I wonder if we look, you know, everybody's cheering for him. Everybody loves Jacob Pelche. They love his enthusiasm. They love the story, you know, overcoming that early garbage uh, with the coach and all that and a uh, year and a half in the minors. I, I don't know, like, he, he looked good for sure. But again, I'll, I don't want to say, be Debbie Downer like the coach is all the time, but he's got to produce. You know, he's, he's got lots, lots of good looks. But I know I sound like Daryl, but he does have to produce, and he hasn't been producing lately. He's been generating good chances for sure. Right. And I love where he's trending, and I, I love everything about the kid. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying we're in another, another one of those ruts where he's got to start getting some points on the board. Um, how fun is that Stetcher and Zadorov pairing when it comes to great play, uh, not so great play when you're watching them out there? <laughs> yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? Like, I think 
I, I've been impressed with Stetcher, you know, since the beginning, since he joined the team here. Uh, there's a creativity there. There's a, a you know, there's some some speed. Uh, he can freewheel, like uh, you know, he, he was brought in to replace Shillington. I like a lot of things that I think he can bring. I, I really have this feeling, you know, here we are, what two games in, that this guy could stick and sign this year, and you know, maybe he's found a home finally that he can stay here a couple of years. Uh, but he, he maybe he's a really good calming presence for Zadorov because Zadorov is is still a gong show, right? I mean, you love him for, <laughs> for so, you know that one shift he had three shots on goal until he finally scored. And you love the big hits, and, and 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 there's no player in NHL history who comes with it, you know, with those big hits, but also comes defensive gaps. So like Scott Stevens would sometimes opt for the big hit, and it would take him right out of the play, and they would score a goal. You take the good with the bad, and I, but you know, he freewheels. I I guarantee Daryl Sutter lose sleep over Zadorov. I tell you that he really reined him in for the last year or so, but over the last couple of months, I feel like Zadorov is back to freewheeling again. It's fun to watch. I know it's entertaining and fans love him for it, but the coach has got to be losing his mind over it. What did you make of just the way that this trip kind of went as far as the emotions for this team? You go down to Dallas, you win the game at the very end. This one goes all the way to a shootout. And you could tell by the way they all rushed to Markstrom rather than a couple of guys who went to Toffoli after the winner. But this meant a lot to the group and just the boost they could get from these this little 48-hour stretch down in the U.S. Well, it's, it's huge, guys. I mean, I mean, the season was on the line. We know that. I mean, it may be too late anyway, but good on them for, for, for stringing together two wins. I'm not sure a lot of people thought they would get. And I have to say, like, yeah, they got booed off the ice Saturday. Totally deserved it. But I have to say in the last, like, six games now, going back to that, even before the Boston game, I think they played damn good hockey. I, I really do it, like, that was the only game where you could question their effort or their intensity or their mindset. Uh, other than that, I really think these guys deserve a ton of credit for buckling down and still going out there and fighting right to the end. And, and they were finally rewarded with it the last two games. They weren't the previous bunch. You know, I guess they got a couple loser points, but heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And you get to the point where you start to lose faith. These guys haven't done that, so that's awesome. Uh, Eric Francis covers the Flames for Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, franchise, you'll be in Friday with me. Looking forward to it. Our Matty Rose is not here. Looking forward to doing the show with you from 7 to 9. I thought you were going to say looking forward to me not being here. No, like, uh, we, we, we love your handsome face around here. Um, franchise, do you have something that's irking you this morning, or do you want to save it for Friday? Oh, no. I, I'm always ready to get something okay. off my chest if, if, if the opportunity presents well, itself. Of course we have the produced intro for it as well because we're such a professional radio show here. Uh, Alex, well, yeah, uh, hit it, Alex. Do it again. It's that time of the week. Time to find out what's irking Eric right now on The Big Show. So snazzy. Can we talk? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it, guys. It, it it calms me a little bit before the storm, you know what okay. I mean? Does All it right. bring you back to uh, doing the morning show on the FM, doing breaks in between songs, the the bed there? Oh, oh my God. I tried to blank out those years, 12 Dude. years of no sleep. I don't know how you guys do it. Zany jokes? Uh, I'm looking for it. Yeah, z- wacky. Let's be <laughs> wacky on Friday, okay? All right. <laughs> Zany. Yeah, I love it. I'll okay. bring in like a bike horn. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> a slide whistle. Love yeah. that. Uh, 
Can we talk about the concert videographer? Okay. The 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 unpaid professional who shows up at a concert, pays two hundred bucks, and and films the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. But but not just that. Not just that. I was at Old Dominion on Friday with my family, and this 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 lady in front of me decided that she needed, of course, to catalog the whole endeavor, the whole thing, and. It not only included nonstop video of the whole concert, it also included FaceTiming with friends and family members. Ugh. And I use the term friends loosely because anyone who answered that call could not be her friend <laughs> after that. If you're going to waste someone's time and call them to boast that you're at a concert and show them some grainy footage from 500 feet away of some guy belting out a song you've never heard before. And by the way, if you wanted to go to the concert, you probably would have gone to the concert. You chose not to go to the concert, and now this lady is calling you to bother you and show you the grainy footage. Let me tell you, I don't have a lot of time in this world for the concert videographer. Okay. My take on that, I would completely agree. When are you going to watch that? Just enjoy the moment. When are you going to go home and watch that? On your phone? Why don't you just take it in and try and remember it? How about that? I'm very much right there with you. I'll, I'll take out my phone if there's a moment of a song that I really love. I'll, I'll you know, snap a quick 15 seconds. But the whole yes. thing? Come on now. Come on now. Like, like somebody put it this way this morning in the 7-H. It's like, it's like videotaping fireworks. Really? <laughs> like we've, all seen, we've all seen fireworks. Like, yeah. you think your angle from your crappy iPhone 3 is going to change my perspective or make me go, Ooh la la, look at those fireworks. It's amazing. How did you capture that from all that distance away? I mean, you were in your apartment in Briar Hill, and those fires were going off the Calgary Tower, and you, you got it all on video? That's unbelievable. Thank you for sharing. What's your emotion when someone pulls up their phone and says, I got to show you I got to show you a video I took? It, it can never, ever be yeah. good, right? Nope. Especially if it involves kids. Now, here... Can I just throw the caveat, like, as a dad who really enjoys his kids most of the time, yep. w- when a kid is having a little concert, little Timmy's doing a, a solo at, a, at, the, at the Christmas concert, so you can videotape a couple minutes there. I get it. But again, don't film the whole thing. Do not yep. film the whole thing. Live in the moment. Um, I, have a, I have a bit of a hot take when it comes to children and singing. <laughs> Um, Eric, oh, no child ever has been a good singer in the history of humanity. <laughs> what about well, what about those kids like who sing it at like a royal wedding with the really high pitched voices? Aren't they good? Like they sound like angels. Eric, in the words of Randy Jackson from American Idol, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Same for me for videotaping. Concerts. Yep. Like, give me a break. I love it. Uh, franchise, we'll see you on Friday uh, when you're in 7 to 9. Looking forward to it. I'll bring donuts. Okay, awesome. Yeah, see, there bring go. Slide whistle. That's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> comedy gold. Comedy gold coming up on Friday. Thanks, Franchise. See you Friday. See you, boys. Great stuff. Uh, there's Eric Francis on the Ass Pizza in Sportsboard Guest Holland. You don't have a bike horn? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll no, find I that while I, I read the guest hotline. Uh, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248 
44. I got other dumb stuff. Like your morning sunrise. Yeah. What else? Real quick. Uh, chainsaw. It needs to be rustier. Uh, yeah. Dudes true. chanting chug. Chug, 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 okay. chug. Uh, didgeridoo. Hmm, what else? Hmm. Oh, this. I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Old school. Look at this. Life alert. Go birds. Uh, you should have got the cabbage thing that happened on the radio station. Oh, uh, do you have <laughs> You have the cabbage, Alex? I don't have the cabbage. He's got the cabbage. No, the bring the cabbage rolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bring the cabbage rolls. Uh, bread. 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 Cabbage rolls. Yeah, bring the cabbage rolls. Uh, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee. Maybe they'll bring cabbage rolls. Talking about the Players' Championship, we'll do that next, and we'll give away some kiss tickets. The Big Show, Russ and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4, or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up the show giving away some kiss tickets for November. Yeah! Um, we're asking you, Jacob Markstrom was better than my blank last night. Jacob Markstrom was better than my blank last night. 960, 960, name and location. There's a lot of text we can't read. Uh-huh. We knew that we're getting you know, a, a nice little smile about little chuckle. We were aware that we were cracking open Pandora's box yep. when we set the table here. So that's fine. Uh, we're going to try to give away the tickets by the end of the show here. Let's do it. Before Big Show Extra, Big Show Mucho, Big Show Plus with Patrick Dumont takes over at 9 o'clock. But right now, um, they do the golf show on Sportsnet 590. The fan, they also do a ton of leaf stuff in Toronto. My pals Brent Gunning and Sam McKee join us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Barkist Hotline. Hello, friends. How are you? Oh, hello, friends. What a fitting greeting. Oh, hello, friends. Guys. Happy to be on. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, I went for the the connection, the the smooth connection, so that I would sound better than Gunner, and I think I, I think it's it yeah. happened. Yeah, I, I, I had to one-up him. Yeah, Sammy, uh, you, you do sound crystal clear right now. Guns, you sound like you're being held against your will, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's to say I'm not? <laughs> that's, it's a good point. point. Yeah, uh, It's a good point. Uh, um, yeah. I just want to start off the interview with this. Um, I know Sammy likes to needle you, Guns, about live golf. Um mm. I hope to God that the live guys are allowed to wear their uniforms at the Masters. What say you, Sammy? I love to see DJ in his aces gear at Augusta National. So I think the top, top dogs on live didn't have to do it because I've watched the first live golf tournament. Me and three of my friends watched the first tournament. <laughs> Literally the and only three people. Yes, yes. Uh, I think the rating of three, maybe me and Pauline Negretzky were the only ones who watched it in Canada. But um, I, I uh, yeah, like I don't think the top, top dogs have to wear their stuff, like their outfits, because Brooks wasn't wearing, he was just wearing Nike stuff. Uh, DJ was still just wearing like his normal, uh, you know, tailor made or whatever. I think it's more the underlings that have to do it. Mm. I don't, I really have a hard time picturing that 
uh, Sergio Garcia is going to show up to Augusta <laughs> National wearing a fireball outfit. But I, I really am kind of hoping they do. Like, it's just it's great for the game in terms of how hilarious it is. So what, what, I'm hoping they do, but I really don't think they will. Wouldn't Patrick Reed be that guy wearing the live uniform? For sure. Patrick Reed is the king of that. <laughs> OK, him and All Pat right. Perez. All right. Uh, yes. Guns, guns. Do you still uh, uh, do you still hate live golf with a passion? Still, I've only grown to hate it even more. Okay. Uh, it's kind of simmered out, I guess. But yeah, I don't like it. I, I hate what it's doing to the game. I always use the analogy of would would the NHL be better if the Western Conference and Eastern Conference were two separate leagues that never, ever interacted outside of the Stanley Cup playoffs? And it'd be worse. It would be in every conceivable yeah. way. But let me quickly get in on that. I need Sergio wearing his dumb, <laughs> bright red fireball shirt <laughs> underneath <laughs> the green jacket to yeah. the champion's dinner. That's yeah. what I need. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, I keep referencing my favorite uh, live defection has been uh, Bubba Watson, and here's why. The lame story of him talking about, oh, my son had an ACES T, and then I knew I had to go to live. <laughs> like, like, it had nothing to do with the tens of millions of dollars he got from that dirty Saudi blood money. No, no, that had nothing to do with it. Sammy, it was his son was holding his, an ace's teeth, and he yeah. knew family to live. Family. Listen, everyone can clown on live all they want, but it made every star on the PGA Tour ten times richer. So they yep. can all make fun of it all they want. They can yep. talk about how it's, true. it's immoral and whatever they want. Yep. But every single guy who is at the top of the PGA Tour is now raking in fat mountains of dough because of the live tour. And listen, you saw what Phil Mickelson said yesterday about how he brought basically this idea, what they have come into now, to Jay Monahan, and he was shooed away. So mm-hmm. it's a fascinating thing. Like, listen, those boys who went to the Live Tour, I'm sure a couple of them, you know, have a little bit of buyer's regret. We know that Kepka did. We saw, you know, Cam Smith talking about how he's going to be in the crowd at the players. I'm sure a lot of them don't care. But I'm sure the, a lot of them are pretty pissed off now knowing that they went for more money and that the PGA Tour was like holding out on them like he was a bookie or something. Like he was holding out on them for how long? And now they're, you know, I, I just, I can imagine how pissed off I would be if I was a live tour guy who was in the prime of their career like Kepka or Cam Smith. It's got to suck for those guys. They made a bad decision. Sam, did you watch the broad? Like, did you, what did you think of the, the broadcast? Did you like it on the C dub? Oh, this is, I, this is asking state media. He is so in the bag for live. <laughs> his Listen. answer with that, okay? Dear, Listen. dear Greg Norman did a wonderful job. That's what's coming. Just practicing it. No, I, it, it's, listen, it's very corny. There's really? no debate how corny it is. Like, it is, you know, all they got the corniest guys. Like, they, they cut to Bubba Watson on the range, and he was, like, kind of dancing and talking about the range goats or whatever. Like, it is 10 out of 10 cringy. There's no doubt. And I understand that. But, like, I think I would much rather watch the guys that were on that tour then go up against the Honda classic and watch the epic battle between Chris Kirk and some other guy I've never heard of, you know, like it's just Mm. for me, it's a good option to go to when it's not one of the non elevated events, like these elevated events on the PGA tour and let Gunner get in here have been absolutely incredible. Every weekend, it's a stacked leaderboard full of all the best players on earth. But when it's not an elevated event, none of these guys go. And that's when live tour has attacked. It's those weekends that they have their events I think it's smart. Obviously, no one watched it still, so maybe it's not working. But mm. listen, I uh, 
I just like having options here, boys. Yep. I'm not going to get on my moral high horse. I, uh, I like having options. I like watching golf on Sunday afternoons. And the battle of Chris Kirk and Eric Cole, not the hockey player, wasn't really doing it for me. Yep. How about Even that? I was doing it for you because you were texting me about how, how good that, that final round was. And I want to say, I've watched some of the live broadcasts too. And McKee nailed it. It is kind of corny. It just has that kind of quad A, double A baseball feel about yep. it. I mean, Cam Smith is there and he's not a double A baseball player. There are talent and there are guys worth watching. And I don't know, maybe it's just a case of it takes anything time to find its footing. But man, it does feel like there's just something off. Like there's just something missing. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing like watching like Gilmore Girls, a repeat of Motor Gilmore Cross. Girls, and then watching Bubble Watson <laughs> tee it up. On the, on the seat up. It's my favorite uh, thing. Uh, Brent Gunning, uh, Sam McKee joining us here on the Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. All right, Gunner, we'll start with you. How awkward is it that the defending champion Cam Smith saying, yeah, I can't play in the event, but I might actually show up because I live close to watch it. Please show up, Cam Smith, to be in the gallery to watch the, the Players' Championship this <laughs> week. Paying normal prices. I, yeah. I would love nothing more. There's no way he does it. If he does, it is with a security detail that re- that would rival, like, Kim Jong-un with all the guys jogging <laughs> around the limousine, okay? That's the only way he's getting in there. Because, look, there will be a lot of people there who still love Cam Smith who could care less that he went to live. And they're like, Oi, Cam, good job for you. Like, they'll be loving it. But there will be just as many people who will be hammering him and saying he took the easy way out and he doesn't want it and all this. So if he goes, this will be some – it'll be appearing like he's there, but he'll be in some corporate box where nobody who doesn't love him can't get within 800 feet of him. I would love him. Gunning beers at 17 or wherever he wants to be. That would be awesome. There's just no way it's going to happen. Who are some of your favorites? Oh, go ahead, Seth. Uh, Go ahead, Well, don't don't you think, like – as the players is one of these like prestigious events, shouldn't it be a masters type thing that no matter what happens, if you win, you get to play it. Like I I've always I, felt like, go ahead, Gunner. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I don't think so. Like it's a PGA tour event. This guy chose to be part of the group that took a sledgehammer yeah. to it. And Hey, the masters is the masters oh, yeah. and the ma- the rest of the PGA tour is just majors. awful right now. No, but 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 real quick though, like the PGA Championship itself, a major, I would assume that none of the live guys are going to be allowed to play that. That completely no, degrade. They they will because this is a really weird super inside golf thing. But like the PGA of America and the PGA Tour are completely separate entities, and they will not want to be the lone major that is standing outside. Okay, there were certain guys who didn't play last year because of the optics of it all. I think Phil was mm-hmm. the, the main one that jumps out there. But I'm almost certain you will see every guy who's eligible, and including all the live guys, at the yep. PGA Championship. Uh, you, you guys know what an idiot I am. Does anybody give a worse thumbs up than Phil Mickelson? Like that half thumbs up <laughs> weird thing he does? And he's practiced it so much. How do you do something so many times in your life and yeah. still suck at it? It's, Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's really weird. Um, who's who's Is this... Again, uh, even last year during the Florida swing, John Rahm wasn't as dominant as he was in California. Is he your favorite, though, Sammy, to win this thing? For the players this weekend? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's just, it's so hard to pick right now. Like, I just, I feel like these these elevated events, there's just so many unbelievable players, and there's no, like, value to be found. Like, mm. I just, you know, we saw it last week. I'm sure Kitty Yama, before the tournament, 
was, I don't know, probably plus 100 to win that thing. Like, I mean, like, I mean, 100 to one to win that thing. I, I can't imagine he was very high up on the, on the, on the boards, but don't you find it's going to be really hard to find any value in any of the guys to win these elevated events. Like it just feels like it's going to be a very similar leaderboard to what we saw on Sunday with all the best guys battling. Like I, you know, I would lean Rom because he's been so hot, mm-hmm. but you know, Rory played great on Sunday. Well, he played great until he saw he was leading and then he bogeyed two <laughs> holes in a row. Um, <laughs> and then he gagged a putt on 18. So, you know, he's been playing pretty well. There's lots of other guys though, that have just been playing well. I have no idea. These elevated events is so hard to choose because all the best guys are there. How? He missed the ten footer. He didn't gag it away. On <laughs> he missed the ten footer. Okay, there's a little bit of a difference. You would have loved to have seen him make it, but he didn't choke it. If you got to ask me a guy, I will say Rory, just because the form he showed, he's won there before. But specifically with this elevated event, like it is super impossible to handicap Sawgrass just because completely different type of players can win. I mean, Justin Thomas is always a good bet just because he can kind of sling it. He can hit it any way you need to, to win a tournament. But McKee's right. You pick a name out of a hat. It's going to be one of the big boys. I know we just had Kitanyama, but that, okay, there, we got that one out of the way. It's going to be a Rom. It's going to be a Rory, a JT, maybe uh, the worst dressed man in golf. Jordan Spieth is making a resurgence. Mm. One of these guys is going to be in the, is going to be holding the trophy when it's done. Fellas, a lot of people who know golf Twitter would have known about Max Homa before this season, but how great has it been to see him actually playing extremely well on tour to start the year? Gunner, you want to go ahead? Great. Yeah, I'll yeah. jump in on this. I think I think Max Homa was starting to flirt with, and it was unfair expectation, but when you become the popular, well-known guy in your sport who's not nearly as good as all the guys who should be popular and well-known, it gets a little mm. awkward. And he was going to quickly transition from fun story to, oh, there's the Twitter guy doing his thing. And the fact that he has put it all together and he has a ton of game, that's what takes it from, oh, gee, isn't it funny? This golfer has a Twitter account to one of the 10 to 15 best golfers in the world is really active and roasting people for their terrible swings. I think that's so important for him to actually become not just a solid player, but a guy that people hear of, a guy who wins big tournaments. So he's not just this kind of sideshow. That's now the Twitter is the sideshow, and he's just a really great player. Um, Sam, yeah. should, should Harris English come with a warning because he's like the Andre Agassi and Deion Sanders of the PGA Tour? <laughs> What do you mean? He's so electric out there, Harris oh English. Oh my god! Hey, hey, that's I was Matt Kuchar. Okay, uh, listen, there is not like I just I said to in our uh, one of our group chats with Gunner and I. I said that he is the least interesting man in the world. Uh, I was, we were all praying for him not to win that tournament. Like it was just of all the guys that could win that tournament, he was the number one last guy that you wanted to win. But hey, listen, hey. I'm not going to go too inside golf on you here. Yeah. But guy's a good player. He he's, you know, he's, he's had player. some moments and he's he's yeah. always in top tens. He's made a hell of a career on the PGA Tour just being the least interesting dude that no one talks about. It's like, uh, what's the guy that went over to li- to live that made a trillion dollars and never won? Oh, Charles Howell? No, yeah. what's the other guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Charles Charles Howard, he won. He made like, isn't he like top five ever in in money oh, rankings? Yeah. And he never, and he barely ever won. So it's it, you know they pay the the tenth best guy too a lot of money. So it's not yeah. bad for Harris. But if can I jump in on Homa? Sure. Sorry, let me yeah, quickly just, jump in on English. Let me quickly jump in on English. I know okay. they don't have bag milk, and I know they don't have bag milk in the states. That guy <laughs> is prime for a bag milk sponsorship. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he is a class of bag of milk. I I think Homa. 
not only his Twitter game, but I'm big into the podcast world in terms of, you know, I listen to a lot of the different popular podcasts from the States and he does a really good job of kind of putting himself out there and going on these pods and showing his personality. I think the next step for him is now that Netflix um, put out their they're going to do their second season. I think he's got to be on the top of the priority list for Netflix mm. to get in touch to do uh, to do one of the episodes on him because I think he's got to kind of take advantage of his popularity here. Listen, he's had a hot stretch, but we all see how quickly it can go away, right? Like, look at Kepka, look at all these guys that have just been hot. Jordan Spieth, another example, mm-hmm. who it's like, you got to win a couple here and, you know, you got to stay relevant. There's just so many great players. So I'm hoping that they kind of, they uh, put him in there for the second season of that full swing. Um, before I let you guys go, uh, just want to quickly, and we'll have you all guys on, especially ahead of the Masters, but uh, real mm. quick, you guys both love Tiger Woods. Uh, you love mm. the uh, you love Tiger Woods. You love Ole's. I'm a little disappointed he's not playing this weekend. But is he going to make the cut at Augusta National? Gunner, uh, Sam's pulled me to the dark side with him in that it's just I can't keep doing this with Tiger anymore. I I got to give up hope. He showed us so much that last time out. But it's the, it's the corniest thing in golf, but it is true. Augusta is just such a tough walk. He is saving his body. He's got a peak so perfectly. You can never bet against him, but I'm going to bet against him. I, do, I don't think he's going to do it. He put together some magic last time, and it felt magical. I, I hope I'm wrong, but no, I don't think he's going to. I Listen, I am very tortured on Tiger, like Gunner just laid out. I There's a big part of me that wishes he would just retire and become a broadcaster or something so I can still have him in my life but not have to try to root with the ups and downs of him playing golf these days I will say that he will make the cut at Augusta I just think he knows the course too well we saw what listen he played Riviera and Riviera is an incredibly hilly course as well so like he got through the walking part of it okay I don't think you're ever gonna you're ever gonna convince yourself that he could win the thing but I think the dream scenario, and I've brought this up before with Gunner and on golf shows and other places, that the dream scenario with Tiger is that he becomes Freddie Couples at the ma- at the Masters, where it's like he's in contention on Saturday more uh, Saturday afternoon, like he's mm-hmm. floating around the top of the leaderboard, and then he kind of fades away and lets the big boys take it over because they let everybody get excited for a little bit, and then you know Freddie Couples had that stretch of five years where he was like leading after the first round. I was like, oh my God, he's going to do it. And then he yeah. shoots like 78 on the weekend. <laughs> so my my dream for him is just to kind of be in contention, floating around, having him around and not embarrassing himself. It's just, that's that was it last year, the Saturday where it was kind of like rainy and he had like, what yeah. do you have, like 40 putts? And it was yeah. just like, oh my God, I can't watch this. This is yeah. killing me. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conflicted relationship with the with the big cat right now for a lot of tiger fans uh, they got to pair him with phil right they got to oh do my, it they would never do that they got to do it do that they will not do that to tiger there's no, no way. Chance. tiger doesn't oh, want buddy. it it would be seen as a way to boost phil and give him everything he mm. wants yes. there is zero, zero like come on you 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 pair might, tiger with phil phil with you george honestly okay that's all right who he might be playing with. okay but Tiger with Phil, and then Rory with Reed. There you go. Oh, gross. That stuff Listen, writes you know itself. What's gonna happen? You know what's going to happen? They're going to put the live guys out before the ceremonial tee off this year. Yeah. They're going like, to be like, your tee time is 5.45 a.m. We're going to get you out there. The cameras won't be on yeah. course yet, boys. You're going out there at 5.45 uh, a.m. Your tee time is the ninth green at 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's true. That'll be their tee time. Whatever yeah. they can do to, yeah. uh, to stick it to them. I like Sandy Lyle's chances this year. I think he's going to oh, have yeah. a bounce back year. 
Only if he's got suspenders this year. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy <laughs> Lyle's my pick to win the Masters this year. Love my Probably chance. Good value on that one. Buddy. Yeah, good value. Um, we didn't talk Leafs, so we'll just you guys talk a lot yeah. of Leafs. So let's forget it. Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? They're gonna play Tampa. They're gonna go to seven games. They're gonna need to bounce off somebody's ass, and it's gonna be either they lose or they win. How's that sound, boys? Yeah, good? that's yeah, pr- right. pretty much the script. That, that write that one down. What that is? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. probably the truth. Uh, let's do this again soon, pals. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for this. Bye, boys. Always fun. Guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, there's Brent Gunning and Sam McKee. Uh, they do the golf show on Sportsnet 590. The Bank. Great dudes too. Sam, excellent golfer. Brent, not so much. Uh, Brent's Brent loves golf, but uh, he struggles a little bit. That's like me. He's getting better. That's like me. Sam's also the fastest golfer in the world. Oh, really? He just steps up and hits it. He sounds like a dude who does not waste time. No, he doesn't. He sounds he, like he, he's he a little impatient pace. with things. He likes Maybe. pace. He likes things done. Yep. No waiting around. We're um, not going to live forever. Why waste time? Uh, great job uh, by those two gentlemen on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Take over delivery at 403-248-3344. We got one more little business to attend to, and that's giving away some kiss tickets. You got the Patrick Reed? Let's do it. Well, not Patrick Wait, Reed, but what? the Patrick Reed. Let's do it. <laughs> Live Nation presents Kiss. End of the Road World Tour, November 12, 2023 at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Tickets on sale Friday, March 10th at 10 a.m. I need some, like, flames. Flames. Fireworks. We've been asking you all morning. I feel bad that we can't get to all of them. Because they're really good. Yeah. I feel like we should just have a specific spot in our podcast where Texty just reads all the texts and you can go back and listen to them. them. Yeah. We'll just yeah. make the boys stay after the show, record every text, tag it on the end, and we'll go home and sleep. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, boys. What do you think of that idea? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Hard no? All right. How many you got for us here? Well, we got uh, eight. Oh, math boy. here. Eleven. Oh, boy. Pitter-patter. Well, three let's minutes. Get to, like, let's go. At least five or six of them. Let's go, right. Texty. Al from Dryden. Jake Markstrom was better than my wife's <laughs> last night. Oh, okay. Less teeth. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Less teeth. All right. Um, Al, I don't think that's true, to next. be honest with you. Carrie in Calgary. <laughs> Jacob Markstrom's game last night was better than the time my daughter playing her first weekend of fastball in the span of five minutes got hit full in the nose by a ball in warm-up, got hit in the neck by a pitch, then got hit in the face <laughs> by a foul ball in the dugout and earned the nickname Murder Scene. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, maybe carry that baseball isn't the sport for her. Yeah. <laughs> maybe try something with little maybe, more pads. Maybe use the glove to catch the ball yeah. before it slams you in the face You're multiple times. To catch it with the glove. Okay, I like that teeth. one. <laughs> Carrie, so That's far clubhouse the clubhouse leader. leader. Yeah. I think so. All right. Let's go. Chris in Sundance. Jacob Markstrom was better than my first time listening to the Beatles last night. <laughs> oh. Okay. Nice. Very clever. <laughs> I like it. Very clever. Jason in the Winton, Jacob Markstrom last night was better than my interpretation of offside rules. That's pretty good. All right, all right. Okay. Shane in Red Deer, Markstrom was better at stopping things than my 50-year-old prostate. (laughs) (laughs) That's something to look forward to, eh, gents? Oh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait, yeah. Can't wait. It's great. Dustin Dustin in Calgary. Markstrom's game last night was better than any performance by any other flame thus season end of discussion. Full stop. Case closed. Good night, Irene. 
Okay. <laughs> Irene. Irene, not I Irene. Like Irene. Okay. All right. I like that's, I, that's a good one. It I like that. One. Colin in Calgary. Jacob Markstrom was better than Bizarro Kikuki in Grapefruit Leaf. <laughs> Kikuki? Kikuki? Yeah, Bizarro Kikuki is very good Listen, so far. Bizarro Kikuchi's been dealing in spring training. <laughs> he's, the... he's like the ace of the Blue Jays staff in spring training. Yeah, painting like Bob Ross. <laughs> like, again, when you have that evil beard, it's just added more. It's just, you what? say Kikuchi's intimidating. He's going to show up there for, you know, game five when he gets in the rotation. Just you watch, and he's going to be clean shaven. It's just going to be no strike zone. <laughs> lit out, he's lit throwing up. it into the umps. He's throwing it into the dugout. I'm, I'm such a loser last night. I watched some of the World Baseball Classic between Cuba and the Netherlands. Yeah, that was good, wow. Matt. You hear that horn behind? Every good time that you. the Dutch guy was pitching, there was a yeah. horn, and I was like, how is this allowed? Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the Dutch also has a lot of good players. Well, yeah, they got the Curacao and the Antilles. They got like yep. Xander Bogarts playing for them. So yeah, like you notice on the jersey, it was Kingdom of yep. the Netherlands. It was Xander Bogarts plays for the Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's from the uh, Antilles. Jonathan Scope on that team. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they got some good players on that hmm. team. The Dutch love their baseball. Yeah, they do. They know <laughs> uh, the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Yeah. That's their, and they had a little crown on their hats. Yeah, cool, nice hat. Really good. I know uh, Panama whipped Chinese Taipei too. Well, uh, yeah. I did like Panama as a dog. All right, keep going. Chris in New Brighton. Mark Strom was better than my Amish girlfriend's idea of Netflix and chill, churn butter, and calisthenics. Okay. That's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three more. We got time? Not bad. Churn butter. Okay, keep going. Hugh in Calgary. Last night, Mark Strom was better than the first time in your life you popped bubble wrap. Mm. I'm glad we went to bubble wrap. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it was bubble wrap and not a specific fruit. Keep going. <laughs> Stephen Airdrie, Mark Strom was better than the time I hit a $500 jackpot on slots in Vegas with a dollar I found on the floor. That would be awesome. That would, I would be happy. That would be super awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, keep them going. Brad in Calgary, last night Jacob Mark Strom was better than Alicia Cuthbert in The Girl Next Door. Mm. Quality film. Tough sell. Quality film, though. Mm, very so. Miss Dion Phaneuf. Mrs. Yeah, Dion Phaneuf. Yeah, Miss Dion Phaneuf. Yeah, you don't you forget it. Okay, Put keep some going. respect on it. That's yep. it. That's all. Okay. Which one do you guys like? Hmm. Carrie and her daughter taking multiple balls to the face? I kind of like murder scene. Yeah, Carrie. All right, congratulations, Carrie. You've won two tickets to Kiss, Kiss. in November. Mm. Um, we got a text to uh, nobody's excited about Kiss. Uh, I disagree. We've gotten <laughs> like over line, well man. over a hundred texts about <laughs> people wanting to win Kiss tickets. Like this person who said, "I can't wait to go see Kiss and record the whole concert on my 1990s Motorola flip phone." Yeah, oh, a yeah. Razor, Motorola Razor. That was the S back in the day. Don't let franchise see you. No, um, you're you're not here Friday. The franchise will be in studio. Yep. So we got lots to do tomorrow. Frank Cervalli's on the show tomorrow. Yep. I'm going to mail it in tomorrow Yeah, that's so fine. Hard. You should. Like, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to... Mail it in every day. I do. Um, what? Adnan's on tomorrow, too. We're yep. going to do the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Talk some Oscars betting, too. The Verk Dog. Yeah, he wants to come on. He's got some hot Oscars talk for us. Some hot Osc gossip? Yeah. And then we'll talk for of course. I said that. <laughs> that's that okay. Was... Uh, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. More Kiss <laughs> tickets tomorrow. Um... <laughs> Big Show Extra, Mucho Plus, XL, uh, Big Show Hour 4. What do you got, Patrick? Gary Grandling going to talk some uh, NFL. Lots happening here. A week out of free agency and the league year opening. Okay. I'll be listening uh, on my walk home. Woo! Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.